Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Welcome to yet another Wid Week, no, not a Wid Week, Midweek Preview Special Pod of the BloodandMud.com podcast, your sweary pipe of rugby knowledge. I am Lee Calvert, and I had this all teed up to say, and he is nobody, because Josh, you weren't meant to be here, were you? But no, who are I, you, and explain what's going on. Uh, I'm Josh Gardner of Rugby Shit Watch. I could not be Josh Gardner, I could be somebody else. Should I take on another I had a whole Game of Thrones line lined up. I was going to say, <laughs> over there is no one, and I don't mean no one in the Game of Thrones many-faced God way. I mean, literally, Josh isn't here today, but you are here because you had lots of guitar pros-related deadlines you had to work towards, but it's, it's yes. sorted itself yeah. out, hasn't it? It has. Well, yeah, sort of. But yeah, I'm here. I was I'm... going to be fine. I'm an only child. I'm well worth, worth used to making my own entertainment. I can talk Likewise. for hours. Maybe this is why we can fucking both go on and all our podcasts <laughs> and, stop and, list, and stop We're listening to each other. Children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, I warn you, this may veer off into stream of consciousness even more than usual, so be prepared. But it, well, let's be honest, it could still do that anyway. So Rule nothing out. Rule nothing Absolutely. out. Here yeah. we are and here we continue to be. Uh, right then, let's talk about what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about, basically, we're here to do a preview of the playoffs. We didn't have a chance to we do it indeed. at the weekend. So we're going to try and throw it in now, uh, you can get in contact with the pod, as you all know, at Blood and Mud or Lee at bloodandmud.com or there's a website and Facebook. And Josh, where can people get hold of you? Uh, at Josh Gardner, uh, at RugbyShirtWatch, RugbyShirtWatch.com, Josh at RugbyShirtWatch.com. Just take your fucking oh, pick, it's really. never ending. Literally, it's like a rock, paper, scissors type thing. It certainly is. It's um, exactly what it is. This is available on Acast. It's available on Apple Podcasts. While you're on Apple Podcasts, why not subscribe? Then we can just get themselves downloaded to your device every time we upload one. You don't have to worry about whether they're in a midweek one or not. We'll just appear. Exactly. We're making magic. life easier for you, if anything. We are. It's and a... thank you very much for all the reviews that you leave. 
It helps us greatly. It certainly does. Before we get into the uh, previews of the games, uh, let's talk a little bit of news. The first mm. news, and I'll be honest, I've I could do with this pod today to cheer me up because this is totally non rugby related. But the death of Chris Cornell has seriously knocked me for not not for six, probably for nine. Yeah, it's been a very shit day, to be <laughs> brutally honest with you. Especially our level when you're working at a music mag. It must be particularly, yeah. A lot of you must have loads um, of '90s grunge types like me. It was yes, still in the t-shirts. No, the, I have to wear a, yeah. like a tie now. You, you probably got people still in the t-shirts <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah, this, this is quite literally what I wore to work today, which is the t-shirt <laughs> and jeans. Um, but yeah, no, it's been. I, it was very weird. I wrote Chris Cornell's obituary this afternoon, and did that you is really? A weird, wow, like, it's a weird fucking sentence to have to write, and it's horrible. And he was fifty-two, and I don't still don't get it. No, I don't get it. Either. I'm sure we'll find out, but we won't go any more into that. This is a rugby pod. No. But as you know, we do reference music a lot here. More on that yes. later, maybe. But um, yeah, very, very, very sad. Other news, rugby related. Champions Cup have yes. finally decided that the top seven in the league will qualify, and that's that. No matter what nationality they are from. It's and also that the people who win the uh, Challenge Cup will go into the Champions Cup next season as well. Yes, which both things are worryingly sensible, I'd say. Yeah, the next thing will be a proper global season, won't it? But yeah, it's a, you know Just one thing at a time. Um, watch what happens next year. Watch Treviso go and like finish fourth next year, like some kind <laughs> well, of Rocky film, but with less Treviso, impenetrable oh, like accents. They did a, there was a thing on on uh, I think it was on Wales Online that had they basically did a table of like all of the top seven teams. Yeah, who... I have it in front of me right yeah. now. Yes, and Treviso would have actually qualified once. 2012 once. 13. 2013, mm. would have qualified. You know, he would yeah. never have qualified. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. It's Richard Cockrell. You cannot do <laughs> anything. Well, like this is. How the... Did they not qualify when Andy Robinson made them vaguely decent? But they had qualified. Oh, maybe some... that's just since the. This is if they applied the rules. Okay. Then Edinburgh would never have qualified because they only got in on the kind of Scottish. Yeah, I thought room. they were vaguely tidy. It well, they got to the semi-final in 20... I want to say 2012, but I think I'm being a bit Something late. Something like that. Yeah, that was one of those weird, how did that fucking happen? That was when they played some lovely rugby for a year. They had a, nice, they had a very nice kit that year, if I remember, aren't they, as well? Yeah. They lost to Ulster. They lost to Ulster in the semi-final. They did, after beating Toulouse in the quarters, if memory serves. Yes, correctly. Um, so there you go. So yeah, so Edinburgh never qualified. Zebra, in fact, Edinburgh and Zebra are the only teams that would never have qualified. Even the Dragons would have qualified back in 2010. Yeah, I know. I think it, I, part of me looks at it and thinks, are they doing this because they are gradually shuffling Italian rugby towards the door, vis-a-vis the Pro 12? Because I saw today that. Um, South African rugby is basically, you know, they're going to have to cut two of their teams from Super yeah. Rugby this year. They have basically said none of those teams are going to be dissolved and we're going to find other competitions for the two teams that get chucked out to get played in. So, Yeah, and um, that's what brought me back to the next bit of news, really, is that the Pro 12 great dart in the map jamboree continues, doesn't it? Houston. Houston, there's also news today that's come out that uh, 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 Newcastle versus Saracens next season will be in Philadelphia. Yes. Speaking of America. We couldn't have enough. So, yeah, I I genuinely don't know what shape the Pro 12 is going to be in this time 
in a couple of years' time, whether we'll still have Italian teams, whether we'll have South African teams, whether we'll have American teams. Um, it all seems a bit silly, doesn't it, really? But I mean, what yeah. drives all of this? Is, it, is this the Protoss making so little money that they have no choice but to start looking at these things? Well, to yeah, dollar-dollar bill is basically how you could sum it up, I suppose. they. Yeah, it's not a... The thing is, it's a compelling product in terms of viewership in basically Wales mm. and Ireland. Mm. But nobody watches it in Scotland. Sorry, Glasgow and Edinburgh fans, that's just true. Um, sure as shit, nobody watches it in Italy. And nobody watches it outside of Wales and Ireland. You know, nobody watches it in England. Nobody watches it in any of the other places. Whereas, you know, there is a bit of interest in the premiership in other places there's been interest in the top 14 in other places because it's got the biggest stars and i guess they feel like the only way that they now have left to try and build some sort of cross-border outside outside interest is to physically give them a fucking team which is kind of what super rugby is doing as well and i'm not really convinced by either of them if i'm honest so watch this space but anyway the, coming mm. back to the original point, the Champions Cup is, I think most, I think everybody, as you said, agrees it's a very sensible decision. It's probably a unanimous thumbs up from Twitter. And how often yes. do you get that? Almost never. No, it's, a, it's only because I can't read Italian tweets, obviously. But that's, <laughs> that's... well, yeah. But they, you know, who can object really, even the Italians, to something being done on merit as opposed to how much money you've paid into the league. You know, it's... Yeah, there is that point to be made is it would be much better for an Italian team to get good enough to actually qualify than just seem to be given a place and be humped by 50 points. Yeah, and it also means there is no, you know, there's always that one te- you know, one Champions Cup group that's got the Italian team in it and everybody's guaranteed, you know, two bonus points. Everyone else in the group is guaranteed two bonus points against them. Generally speaking, a win and a bonus. Yeah, and so it's and that kind of because they obviously seed these things when it comes to the knockout stages. That creates an artificial advantage for whoever's got the talent team in their group because they're almost certainly going to come out on top in terms of points. So at least removing that creates a bit more. You know, I don't think that the extra Welsh. You know, realistically, is going to be an extra Welsh team that gets in there. is, is gonna, you know, but it would have been Blues this year, wouldn't it? And it would have been a better competition yeah. having, having the Blues in there than it would have been Absolutely. Seven there, they it would have been more, much more competitive. Not saying Blues would have even got out of the group, but that's not really the point. No, they, point, they almost it? certainly wouldn't have, but <laughs> they would have put up more of a fight, certainly at home, than any Italian team would. Before we get into the reviews, let's leave that there. We've had yet another player spotted. Mm. We always like these. We do like these. Um, and I've just, um, I've, I've just realised that I've missed. They've not given the name on that one. Oh, how sad! They've not given the no. They're not actually given the name of the player. Oh, that's even worse. Let me just go and double check exactly what where we're up to here because I just need to check the, uh, the, uh, the the email. Frankly, if we're accepting submissions for anonymous players spotted, then I, I don't see how we can possibly regulate this anymore. Neither do I. But anyway, I'm going to have to move on from that particular bit of it. it was, to be fair, it's an epic play spot. There's quite a lot of stuff going on in there. So I need to just... Uh, go, <laughs> they've, go gone all, to... they've gone to all that effort and then forgot to mention they who have. the fuck it was that they saw. Well, here we go. Because let me just read out what he's actually said. Because I can actually <laughs> tell you what... what was, uh... First of all, Sam Drew emails. Hello, Sam. Thank you for your emails. He said, I have three incredibly mundane stories for play spotted. Very mundane. He said, one... 
March the 14th, warm into the Mor- Morrisons. I just bought my friend a sippy cup to drink port out of. He'd been punished for not going to the Thruxton for a stag. I walk out, bright pink cup in hand. Samessa Rocker de Gooney is sat astride a concrete bollard eating a doughnut. Raspberry, a fine choice. I said hello. He returned the hello. He seemed like a nice guy. I mean, I'm not entirely sure that a professional rugby player should be eating a jam doughnut. I and mean, it is a fine choice, don't why, get me wrong. Why would Rocker de Gooney care? He's getting nowhere near his national call up. He's, he's nailed on true. for a start at Bath every week. He'll eat as many and fucking donuts as he wants. I imagine he could probably work that donut off quite quickly. Plus, he's a professional soldier. If you've got a problem with it, he'll probably just shoot you. That's an excellent point. Um, he'd become winger A and be sent to prison. <laughs> um, two, it's, 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 there's quite a few in here. Number two, I also saw Macavuna Polar walking through Beechwood Shopping Centre in Cheltenham. Now that now that is a mundane place. That is really, and, and the weird one as well. What's Mako doing in Cheltenham? Bizarre. He, look, the details aren't finished. He came out of a lift. His ears look magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> number three of the players spotted here for Sam Drew Tesco Metro near the Royal Devon and Exeter Hospital while browsing the crisps I spotted Exeter flanker Tom Johnson remember him remember when he was I a do remember him yes doing the same a small girl asks him for a picture and how to tackle he gets down on one knee pretends to tackle her then went about his business in the snack aisle I mean good I lad. hope she was okay yeah <laughs> Did he just dip the shoulder and just... Yeah, drop the shoulder, smashed it, and went, you know, have that, walked off. <laughs> and then finally... Also, who is this girl who she recognises? Fucking Tom Johnson. I'm not sure I could pick him out of a police lineup, Especially without his hat on. Yeah. Fair play to but, him. But, you know, well, you know, Exeter fans. Yeah. Bonus spotted, I once saw Laurie Fisher looking bored in his car, just sitting outside Cheltenham North RFC, just after the Twitter resignation, full stop, and here's the big banger, he had no hat on. Oh my God! What's Again, underneath that? How would you recognise him? He's the he's the anti Tom Johnson because how also could you not mention if there's anything underneath that hat? Yes, I've always just assumed there's a massive egg in the nest there. <laughs> yeah, the, the old Willie Nelson long bits. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, Sam Drew, please let us know what is the top of Mister Fisher's head like. Yeah. Son's hat. We need yeah. to know. Is it is it smooth? That's all I want to know. So you'll have to go some to beat that, because there's a yes, bundle of four in there. Cornucopia of player spotted. Yeah, they're each one more magnificent than the rest, and each yes. one equally as dull or more dull than the last. Yeah, so that's everything we asked for. It is, yeah. You'll have to go some to beat that, but please do get your player spotted in. Oh, yeah. Email tends to work better, because there's a lot of characters in a place. But if you're going to get... Because oh, we yes. want every mundane detail. Maybe you've seen... Andy Titrell struggling, uh, waiting for approval of an alcohol purchase at a self-service checkout. Yes, who hasn't been there? Who hasn't been there getting irate? Yes. Uh, let us know and spare no mundane detail. Thank you very much. To business. To business. Let's of talk course. about the Let's previews. do that. Shall we preview in chronological order? Oh, okay. So we're yes. going basically Pro 12, Premiership, Premiership, Pro 12. That makes sense? Yeah, why not? It will do in a minute. <laughs> Josh is looking right. slightly terrified right now. If you could see his <laughs> eyes, you would, you know... I don't know when things are. Well, let me tell you what, what's on Friday night. Friday night is really the biggest game of the weekend because it's Leinster versus Scarlets. And leaving aside this playoffs nonsense, mm. which is largely unimportant in our world, yes. the big thing about this is this is the CPC final. It certainly is. This is, one way or another, <laughs> one of the 
argue to you know, two best or three best teams in the Pro 12 is going to be lumped with yep. the Cuthbert Police Fund. Maybe forever if we decide. <laughs> yes, to, depending to on the policy review we're doing in the season. summer. Mm. Yeah, the, this is the CPC final, and as Josh has pointed out, whoever loses this faces the long summer of shame. Yeah, and as you and said, perhaps only... a lifetime of it. Yeah, we can only compete for the Cuthbert Police on Cup in competitive first team games. So none of this preseason friendly bollocks. No, no, they have count. got it until day one of next season at a minimum. Just to remind everybody about the Cuthbert Police on Cup, Leinster do still hold it at the minute. They've had it since the 6th of May and it's now the 18th. That's 12 glorious days of failure that they are cusping and clutching into their hand. It's remarkable, isn't it? It's still just... I just don't get it. No, I don't get it either. But we, you know, no. as people say, the you know, the CPC gods laugh at us all. Yes. So that's the big thing that's right. And I hope mm. it doesn't, you know, cause too much anxiety in the squads because I'm sure they will know all about this as they head towards oh, this game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I imagine it's prob- that's probably why Ken Owens has pulled out, to be honest. They have He's lost Ken Owens, just gone, yeah. I don't fancy this, lads. I don't want to be taking... Because the- obviously the captain has to have it. So... Ken Owens has just thought, I don't fancy taking that in my suitcase. (laughs) There's no way I'm taking a long walk of shame to pick that up. (laughs) Up the big steps or whatever. Now, it's very difficult to see how Scarlet's win this. Let me throw that on the table. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, they are in red hot form. They've won what? I mean, I'm looking at the form for both teams on on ESPN. And Leinster's form is loss, win, loss, win, win. All right. Scarlet's form. Win, 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 win. They have won, what, five, six games on the bounce now? They um, have. And they are just... They're, they're cruising, man. And To be fair to Leinster... However, yeah. One of the however, games they did lose was a European semi-final of the Big mm-hmm. Cup. Mm-hmm. And one of them was against in a game that they... They were already home and hosed, weren't they? Didn't matter if they beat Ulster, this is true. really. This is true. Um... Also, Scarlets went to Leinster on uh, in March and lost forty five nine. So that's not a good primer, is it? It's not a great primer. Well, let me give I you mean... another reason why I don't think they're going to win. One, Scarlets are not going to win. They're away from home. That's the first yeah. thing. They've got to go, they've got to go to Leinster again. Never. There has never been an away win in a Pro Twelve semi final ever. Has there I mean, not really? Been doing them. Good stat. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean they've only been doing them for about five or six years now, but. Yeah, Leinster have a team which is a mix of young talent and experience. Mm-hmm. Experience, particularly in quite pivotal positions, I would say. Although Tona's on the bench, yes. However, I mean, you could make the point that the experience, you know, they, they have experience at knockout and international level, the likes of Sexton and stuff. You could make the point that that experience includes completely shit in the bed versus Claremont a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes, however. Look at that Leinster... Before we even talk about the Leinster starting 15... Yes. Look at that Leinster bench. Yeah. Strauss... Rickard Strauss, Kean Healy, Michael Bent, Devin Toner, Dan Levy, Sean O'Brien, James, Jameson Gibson-Park and Zane Kirchner. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yes, that was a point I was coming to later, but yes, it's very true. that The bench it's particularly ridic. is ridiculous. And then you look at what, what Scarlets have got on their bench and... It's just not quite as good, is it? It's not quite I as mean, good at all. As as much as I like David Bulbring and Hadley Park <laughs> and DCH van der Merwe, it's like they're good players, but, they're, you know, Leinster have... 
I just don't think that they, particularly without Big Ken. That's I another just, big blow, isn't it? Yeah, to lead them around just, the park. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't see them getting the best of that Leinster pack, and you know they've got an incredible backline. The Scarlets, you know, it is stunning. It's an absolutely, you know, there's yeah. this talent to spare, particularly with, you know, both of the Davises, Steph Evans, Liam Williams, Johnny McNichol. That's you know that's absolutely yeah. Patchell as well. Oh, there's my cat. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of those. I think it'll be an entertaining game if you look at if you look at the back leaders in particular. You got the Henshaw, Ringrose, uh, Adam Byrne, who's pretty excited. Joey Carberry, who I love. Yeah. I like McGrath, the yeah. young scrum like half fullback as well. By the way, yeah, Carberry, I think he's very exciting there. But and yeah, also Leinster have the battle. Leinster have Mumra the ever living on the wing. <laughs> they absolutely do. It's going to be very funny actually, because Stefan Evans is very quick. And Liam Williams is quick, and Johnny McNichol is quick. And if well, surely all it's going to take is for one of them to get one-on-one with Zane Kirchner, and that's going to be a try. Logic <laughs> Once he's tells off the bench. me that that's got to be a tie, a try somehow. Either versus Kirchner or the, versus Nathewa, yeah. Mm. The, um, I mean, Nathewa looks like Sad Sack from the Raggy Dolls. <laughs> yes, he does. I'm assuming it's it's... Is it that you know first first ten meters in the head thing? Is that, is I think that, is that what we're talking about? How he's still making coin as a professional winger is that yeah he's his positioning and his reading of the game is now so good that he can. It negates the it. fact that he's effectively stationary and like he's on casters. Yes, basically. So he's he basically just stands where they're going to be. So I think ultimately Leinster will have too much quality, particularly off the bench, especially in the I pack as well. Agree. But the flair on show should make a good Friday night, I think. I really hope so. I hope that it's, they get... If the Scarlets get at least some parity in um, in the scrum and at the breakdown and stuff, which, you know, they should be with, with players like, you know, uh, John, uh, James Davis back mm. inside. And, you know, they've, they've, they've got a fucking decent front row, even with Samson out. Um, uh, without Ken, rather, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so grab yeah, yourselves a beer. They should be able to get some sort of parity, and if they do, it's just going to be like a super rugby game, except played in Ireland. So, so grab um, yourselves a beer, enjoy Carberry's stepping, Sexton's run mm-hmm. around, Steph Evans's pace, James Davis's capacity to be fat and yet very athletic. Yes. And Samson Lee's just generally overall magnificent presence. What more do you want obviously, on a Friday night? Obviously, he'll win the game on his own. Uh, what do you think the score will be? I mean, winning margin, don't be. I realistically. I think it's going to be Leinster by at least 15 points. I'm not sure. I mean, not that much. I think Leinster by about 10. Okay. Either way, That's it's fair. Leinster. And Scarlets get to carry the Cuthbert Police on Cup all the way back to West Wales. First time they'll ever have it, and they'll have it for at least a summer. They'll go directly, probably, I think, to second in the table or something of the <laughs> number of so days cruel. held. That is so cruel. We don't make the rules. Actually, no, no, I keep r- saying that. We do make the rules. I did we're make just, the rules, we're just... I made the rules, and God damn it, I'm going to stick to them. <laughs> I'm intransigent with it. <laughs> I've decided that in between each preview, we need to have a Sean Holly Songs interlude. Oh, yes. Only a very quick one. So Sean Holly Songs interlude, one song per interlude. AVP Great. got in touch on yes. Twitter and suggested, while Matt Gitto gently weeps. <laughs> that is good. Sean Holly Songs, I mean... brilliant. Again, it's 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 a stretch, but I enjoy I love that, that it's a stretch. It's the way that my guitar and Matt Gitto do sound 
do sound yes, similar. They kind of work in a, a weird iambic pentameter kind of way, don't they? There will be more Sean Holly songs interludes after the next game. Damn right they will. Next game on the calendar, and therefore the next game we're going to look at, is Exeter versus Saracens. The generally unconsolable force meets the inhuman object. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, this game, isn't it? I, I have a feeling cause... this is going to go exactly like the ECC final. <laughs> exactly. Think, Almost to, like, the minute. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But it, it, the question is, and that... I mean, it's kind of a question that you would normally say of a team, but I honestly... Basically, it gen, just generally depends if Saracens spent all this week getting fucking battered. That's that's what I've got here. In my... I thought I was going to do this alone. I've got this written down here as well, yes. That's the best hope they've got. Yeah, you know, and it is, it, it's been a thing before. Teams that have won the... Champions Cup slash Heineken Cup, whatever. If they've had a domestic, it used to, it used to be played a weekend later. I know. If um, if they've had a domestic game the following week, usually a final, they've usually lost it because it is hard once you've expended that much emotional, physical. And extra have an extra week off. Remember. Yeah, you know, extra have spent the last week, you know, sitting back, maxing, relaxing, and Sarri's won a European title and got battered and. Yeah, it's. I, I honestly don't think. See, I, I'm very sure that come Monday morning, Saris were back in. They were rebooted, oh. and they've been thinking about nothing but Exeter for the last five or six days. But yeah, I mean, you can't you, write Exeter off though. Well, you got. For, I reckon it's going to be 16 minutes of competitive rugby before <laughs> Saracens use their collective boots and metaphorically stamp all over the questionably war painted, war, war painted. Uh, human Exeter face. I think you might be right there. You know, it's just—it's an interesting yeah. matchup because Exeter love bloody love scoring points, mm. and Saracens generally love preventing that from happening. Yeah, they bloody love stopping other people scoring points. <laughs> they, have, they like that better than winning. Mm. And it's or they allow it I... up to the point where the algorithm engages the kill protocol. That's basically what they tend to do. Yeah. However, some stats for you. Stat me. Saracens mm-hmm. last five away games. Yeah, how many of them do you think they've won? Oh, well, they lost to Wasps. Mm. We're not counting the European final as an away game. No, I don't know. It's probably the way you asked me that question suggests that it's 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 a surprisingly high number that they've lost. Uh, yes, they've just won two of their last five away games in the Prem, oh. and then they've only won two, and those were away at Newcastle and away at Northampton. So their away form this year has knacked been good. And they're, to be honest with you, I was surprised. Their semi-final form isn't that good either. They've won like, I think it was like, yeah, they've played eight and they've won five of their semi-finals or something like that. So, you know, it's not... I, que- I question defining that's not that good. That's, that's not... And given that... And how many of those five were, However, were won in the last two years? That's the Exeter thing. have lost just one of their last eight semi-final competi- in all competitions. So, you know, they're batting six from seven. And also... Um, but they also haven't beaten Saris in, what, five cracks? Exeter, going back to, like, the season before or last season. They lost both games yeah. to them last season. They lost the final yeah. from last season. They drew at home with them this season, and they lost away. So, 
that's the other thing as well. You talk about the fact that Saracens have been pissed all week. They probably calculate exactly how much alcohol each player can have. Yes, They've probably got something that do does that thing. as well. Absolutely. Anyway, another you talked about stats. Here's another interesting stat. Exeter, mm. interestingly, have scored exactly 13 points in each of their last two matches versus Saracens. <laughs> That's remarkably consistent. It is. And Almost if that continues, if that continues at the weekend, they're going to lose. Because oh, in, yeah. in their last five games, Exeter have conceded an average of 24 points per game. Yes. Which is largely reflective of their season overall. They've managed to win in spite of their conceding like record. Ropey defence. Yeah, when I went to watch them against Gloucester, I was surprised at how bang average they were in defence. And particularly, and given the team that we're talking about, they look very ropey in the wide channels. And mm. Chris Ashton is going to have fun with that if they continue to be ropey on the weekend. I just don't think that Saracens, I can't think, and believe, you know, we're quite negative people. I can't think of an identifiable weakness that they have. We can normally find something wrong with most teams. Mm. And I'm struggling with Saracens, really. There isn't one. There's nothing that's obvious. Well, because they've developed a system, which means there's nothing outlying. Nothing is exceptionally brilliant and nothing is awful either. It's just all... No, they are very, very, they're consistently excellently good without ever blowing my mind. I still think they could do with a proper seven, but that's the, literally the only weakness that they've got, and they don't make they they don't. True, it's not a weakness but, for them. But Jackson Ray doesn't look that bad at the yeah. the Premiership level, does he? I don't think he'd want yeah. to play international rugby as a seven, but absolutely not. But yeah, they, well, he they, would want to. I don't think he should. Let me clarify that. Um, <laughs> and his last, uh, yeah. So basically, we all, we both think a Saracens. Despite everything we've just said, to try and give some balance, we think Saracens win. I think Saracens win. Yeah. By. Seven? Yeah, I don't think... It's I hard think to know. I think it could be, it could be a floodcage job. But see, I think it's hard to know with Saracens, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon it's going to be Saris by, like, five. I don't think it's going to be a particularly exciting game, but I think it will be a bit of a... Yeah, Saris slowly crush you until you die kind of thing. Renting your property? You need a letting agent who doesn't just do the paperwork. Sherry Fitzgerald Lettings look after it all. From gathering references, to taking care of repairs and maintenance, from getting the tenants, to checking in with them, it's the letting service that lets you live. Find out more at sherryfitzlettings.ie Sherry Fitzgerald. It's not just about property. It's about people. Bank of Ireland is looking out for your financial well-being. They want to help protect you from fraud. So whether it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or even just plain old Tuesday, be careful online. Don't assume that every text message or email you get claiming to be from a bank, a delivery service, or any company is legit. And remember, Bank of Ireland will never send you a text message or an email with a link asking for your full 365 PIN number or one-time passcodes. So don't give them out. Search Bank of Ireland Security. And together, this Christmas, we won't let the fraudsters win. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Hashtag Sean Holly Songs interlude. Hey. Martin Solomon got in touch on Twitter. Yes. And he suggested this one, which could be, it's up there in my top five, I think. Oh, hello. Duncan Werewolves of London. Oh, that's really strong. (laughs) 
<laughs> Isn't that a That's good one? Really, really strong. Also because of the very kitsch, brilliant, slightly left field nature of the song. Yes. It's it satisfies almost all of my requirements. <laughs> Perfect. Duncan Werewolves of London. Definitely it's right up there, Martin Solomon. Well yes. done. It's superb. We Speaking love it. of London and animals and animals that aren't really in London. Mm. Wasps versus Leicester. Yes. Uh, this is a funny one, this. Because everything in Sense and the Form book says this is wasps. Can you see? But I just... Yeah. I've got a feeling. Well, let's let's deal with some, some facts first. Tigers haven't yes. beaten wasps since November 2015. Really? Has it been that long? Yeah. It's been wow. that long. Uh, I mean, they've only played three times since then, but because no. of the nature of seasons. Um, they come into this game, but they come into this game with a few more wins under their belts than Wasps yes. do. In fact, they're, yes. they're, they're four from four, last four games, Tiger, oh, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, Wasps won their last game of the seasons, but it was against the Saris team that had been deliberately shot through. Quite oh, yeah, massively. They, didn't care they, they, were, they were preparing for Europe. Also, Wasps... They haven't lost at the Rico in the Prem since December 2015, I think, which is mental. That is mental. Um, and that was Saris, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, um, looking at the was... looking at the scoring and conceding patterns of each team, mm. a score of something like fifty-two thirty-one is not going to be out of the question in this game. No, massively not. It's. I'll be very surprised if. Both teams don't score at least four tries in this game because Wasps have no interest in defending, really. Um, and Leicester have sort of forgotten how to Leicester in that regard as well. So, yeah, I just think I've got a feeling. The other thing I've... that's not going to go well for Wasps is that Jimmy Gopeth absolutely fucking cleaned up at the... Uh... Premier League, uh, the Premiership Awards the other he's night. He's been having a few, isn't he? Which means there's that, but also because he's just been given loads of awards, he's absolutely nailed on to have a performance yes. that's on a par oh, with a drunk man trying to have it off, it, trying to have it off yeah. with a doorknob. Yeah, it's 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 written in the stars. Why they don't leave these end of season awards until the actual end of the season, so that we don't have to have these awfully fated falls from graces? I don't know. But uh, yeah. But one thing, it seems. you know, and that will worry. Uh, it will certainly worry. It will worry Die Young. It will worry. Definitely. That, that, there's a, that there's there's something brittle about wasps in the past Massively, few weeks. Something hugely unconvincing about yeah, them. Yeah, and this leads me to believe that there could be something in this for Leicester because, like Munster, after the death of Anthony Foley, and we'll come on to that in a minute, this thing with this absolutely horrible, awful news about Tom Young's wife and Ben Young's kind of giving up the Lions to stay with him and there's lots of stuff floating around on on talking about how Tom Young's has been doing speeches to the team and inspiring them and stuff. I just... I think think there's something in this, you know... And, and you know, I, there's nothing scientific I'm basing this on. Other than the fact that Wasps look a little bit brittle, but sometimes sport does something that makes us all really love it. And this yeah. this could be one of those and things. And it tends to you know, feel a little bit like that, doesn't it? It feels like 
I just think, yeah, this Wasps team have kind of spluttered their way to the end of the season a little bit. And you kind of get the feeling that they they kind of peaked about two or three months ago and they've probably been coasting a little bit since then. And I just don't think they're really... I just don't... They just don't convince me. They really don't. And, yeah, I just have got a feeling that they're going to be a little bit too casual. They're going to be a little bit too expecting just to turn up and go to the final because they've got the best, you know, probably the best backline and the second best squad in the Premiership and all this sort of stuff. And I just don't, yeah, I just think they're going to come a cropper. I think the power of emotion and the power of that kind of hmm. uniting, motivating, horrendous thing that somebody is going through is is probably more potent than whatever it is that Wasps are going to have in their team talk on on Saturday. Is it is it wrong of me to want Wasps to lose just so mm. I can see James Haskell's face? No, not at all. Because, you know, there's loads of lovely Wasps fans out there, and I don't wish Absolutely. to... But I just want to see James Haskell's face. Well, let's face it, he does enjoy rubbing his success in the faces yes, of his detractors. Yes, that's right. He's brought it on himself. So, Thank you. He has, basically. Also, weird stat. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I just, I can't, you know that Wasps and Leicester, they've met in five semi-finals in all competitions, but never a premiership one. That is a weird stat. You would never Isn't have guessed that, would you? Yeah. they've European, European ones, Anglo-Welsh Cup ones, but never in the Prem. There you go. Right, so I'm going out on a limb with this one. I think we could see an absolute Tommy squeaker, but Leicester <laughs> to win by three to five points. Yes, I think it might end up being something like 40-35 yeah. or something. <laughs> yes, exactly, and it'll just be but, magnificent, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't wait. I think it's going to be a cracking game, and uh, I hope it lives up to billing. I agree. Sean Holly Song's interlude. Three. Alistair Fife, a long-time listener to the pod, hello Alistair, mm-hmm. has got in touch, Sean Holly Songs, fame, hi Mona, live forever. That is really good, that is really good. It is. Actually, and who doesn't I want throw, hi Mona I, to live forever? Yeah, can I throw one in? Go. Because um, Boris Chundra, which I'm pretty sure is not his real name, <laughs> um, <laughs> don't let Plisson go down on me. How good is that? Wonderful. And just had one pop through now. As we were talking, Magister Equitum got in touch on Twitter. Good name. Probably not his real name. Lots of Smiths ones coming through. I love the fact we've got a lot of Smiths fans listening to this pod, which kind of sums it up. That makes you feel all warm inside. My Venn diagram. Um, Gatland in a coma. Love it. Uh, Also, Tweediatrics, David, what's the story, Eduardo Gora? (laughs) Yes. That, that, that is an absolute cracker. That is my favourite. Um, yes, that reminds me, actually. Um, if you would like to peruse the entire current annals of um, Sean Holly songs, I am compiling them into a Twitter moment. So if you go to my at Josh Gardner Twitter page, you'll find pinned to the top of my profile a full list of all of your <laughs> fucking brilliant <laughs> suggestions, which... Almost all of them are much funnier than anything we came up with. We must be into the 50s 
numbers now. Oh, way more than 50, mate. Really? Way more. It's been yeah. so thick and fast. It's been a... I, I need to... I think I was, I'm going to spend some time this weekend really going through the, the Sean Hodgson Because <laughs> that's how we like it. to spend our weekends, listeners. That's damn right. Um, if you are, remember, if you are submitting one, use the hashtag Sean Hoddy songs hashtag, and then we will find them. And yes, they, it, there's some genuinely brilliant ones in there. Uh, my last one for this week, which I actually put in, who are you? I look just like Sean Holly. Oh, oh, and you're Jason Jones Hughes. I don't care what they say about us anyway. I don't care about that. Classic Weezer. Classic Weezer. Bit of a stretch. Couldn't get one to fit into hash pipe. So I just I, did that one no, instead. I did I did like the Jason Jones Hughes interlude because you know that I love the more obscure and rubbish the player, the better. <laughs> yes. Jason Jones Hughes. How many caps? Three? Mm, yeah, if that. They try- oh, sorry, I've just seen another brilliant one. Go. Whoa, Black Betty, Banahan. Whoa, Black <laughs> Betty, Banahan. There was another great Banahan one, and I can't remember what it was. It was absolutely genius. But I'll, yes. We've still got plenty of time to look through Jesus. these, and this God, is we'll never going to stop. This is never going to stop. Yeah, Please keep them coming in. Favourite Twitter ever. thing ever. Just, just never stop. Never, ever stop. And to finish, then, the Saturday yes. tea time kickoff. Ugh. Munster versus Osprey. So, Josh, let me ask you a question. On a scale of one to absolutely no fucking chance, what chance do you give the Ospreys of winning this game? Um, I would give us... I don't want to say absolutely no chance, <laughs> but whatever, the, whatever in your slightly eccentric measurement, scale of measurement, whatever one up from naught is... Um, <laughs> That's probably, and that naught is purely is an, a naught shaped or indeed formed by Alan Wynne Jones touching his toes because, <laughs> yeah, that is genuinely the the only ray of light that I have in the Ospreys fucking stumbling like a fucking drunk man coming in at three a.m. into the playoffs is that having won one game in five. Yeah, look at that form, by the way, <sighs> giant massive. Red L's wherever you We have look. just shat the bed all the way into the playoffs. It's awful. And yeah, on the plus side though, first time since the Six Nations, Alan Wynne Jones is in the starting lineup, or is at least going to be involved. Um We should they, do the commentators to... thing now, shouldn't we? Uh yes. British probably... Lions tourist Alan Wynne Jones, I think he's called now. Lions isn't he? Captain Alan Wynne Jones. <laughs> Victorious Lions Captain Alan Wynne Jones. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm not being funny, but it's clearly he's the only. Like, apparently, they basically had to physically restrain him from playing against the Scarlets a couple of weeks ago, um, which is nice. But he, it, it's slightly depressing that basically the only time the Ospreys look like they've actually got any semblance of fucking spine and backbone is when he's involved. So I, I don't think I'm hoping the Ospreys won't be quite as fucking awful as they have been for the last couple of weeks, but. Monster is still gonna just smash us into a fine paste. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna make Thai curry out of you when it's finished. Yeah, it's like the last time. The only fucking game Monster have lost recently is away to Saracens or at home to Saracens, I should say. Um, yes, and you know and that you can forgive anybody that, can't you? <laughs> yeah, and the last time, you know, last game they played, they put fifty on Connor. So and you, uh, and you let forty be put on you by Scarlets. Yeah. And... It's not looking good, is it? 
No, it's looking very, very bad, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> we're still... We're, it's got to the point where... I, I bet you wish you stayed in work now, don't you? <laughs> a little bit. It's, it's one of those weird things where you're looking at the like pre-match injury reports and they're saying... And they'll be boosted by the return of Brian Majetti. And it's like, fuck me, that's the level of problems that the Ospreys have had in terms of front row injuries this year, that we are boosted that Brian Majati, who was signed off the fucking street and couldn't get a game at sale, is now the only, the last best hope for a solid tight end that we've got. Professional so, handheld video maker, Brian yes, Majati. and beer brewer. Uh, yeah, he is more, he's better value on YouTube than he is on the fucking scrum these days, I'll tell you that for nothing, but... It's just, it's going to be an absolute smash. You know, Munster have got, in the same way that Leicester have that thing about them this season, we all know, obviously, that Munster have even more got that about them and have had that about them since the whole Anthony Foley thing happened. And I think they are very determined that they're going to win something for him this year. Yes. And... I think the Ospreys are probably not going to understand quite what is going to happen. Like, you know, they're, they're going to walk out of Toman on Saturday evening and it's going to be a fucking cauldron the likes very few of those players will ever have seen. So what and do you I'm think re- the score's going to be? I am reminded of Protel's semi-final where the Ospreys went away to Munster. Was it in the... Actually, no, it's in the Heineken Cup. Maybe 2008, 2009, where Munster put 50 on them to about five or six or something like that. Are you really that depressed? I think they are. Okay, well, that's a... Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, that's a more general point, isn't that? Are you really yeah. that, are you really that yes. depressed about the outcome of this game? Particularly about this game. Um, yeah, no, I I reckon that Munster will win by at least 20 points, if not 30. I think it's going to be an absolute... <laughs> it's going to be a convincing Munster win, as you can tell by the question I asked at the beginning. Yeah, it's going to be great fun. I can't wait. Anything else you want to mention before we wrap this little midweek interlude up? <laughs> um, no, I think I've probably had my fill, don't you? While we're on this, Tom Gorman got in touch and suggested as a Sean Holly songs. Oh. Simply Tandy. Barry Manilow <laughs> version. Oh Tandy. Well you came and you took without giving, actually he'd probably say, wouldn't they? Yes. Did he actually take uh, Mr. Holly's job, Steve Tandy? Um yeah, sort of. Well, they basically they changed the structure sacked, anyway, didn't they? They they sacked Johnson and Holly at the same time, basically, and installed Tandy as a cost-cutting measure, lest yes. we forget. How's that working out for you? And on that note, don't answer that. No. <laughs> and on that note, thank you very much, everybody, for your contributions. We'll be back on Monday, where we're reviewing all of these games. No doubt we'll have more Sean Holly songs. Oh, God, I hope so. There'll be more stuff as well happening, which we'll decide on probably about five minutes before we go on air. So speak to you soon. Good. Ta-da. Awesome. Take care, everybody. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.